Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I am a Christian. 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 We're in a series that we're concluding today called I Am a Christian. That's why I'm wearing the t-shirt that I'm, I've been wearing uh, for the last couple of weeks. And I hope that you will wear yours out in the community if you were able to get one of those. I think we gave about five or 600 of those away. Uh, so um, matter of fact, last Sunday, uh, Rhonda and I went to a restaurant after church and a young man stopped me and asked me, why am I a Christian? Because I had my shirt on. And I was able to share my faith with him. And so I want you to be able to have that opportunity. So we're saying I'm a Christian. So we have our 2021 daily decorations. I hope I'm praying that you're saying these every day, not just on Sundays. We've given you a card with the 20, uh, 2021 daily decorations on them. And so please take that home with you every day. Declare this is who you are. So let's say them together right now. They're going to come up on the screen. So if you say them with me, you ready? Come on. I am a Christian who connects with God daily through prayer. I am a Christian who grows by reading the Bible and gathering with God's people. I am a Christian who serves in my church and my community. I am a Christian who shares my faith and resources generously. I am a Christian who exists to give people an opportunity for a better life through Christ. Amen? Amen. I'm a Christian. That's who I am. I'm a Christian. I want you to know that, listen, when, when I, I don't want people to refer to me by a political party. I don't want them to say, okay, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican. Yeah, I don't want them to say that. I don't want them to refer to me by my skin color. I want them to refer to me as I'm a Christian. Amen? And that's what we are. We're Christian. Because let me tell you something. When God looks down at you, he doesn't care about any of that other stuff. He just wants to know you've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And if so, you're a Christian. Amen? Follow Christ. I've been approached many, many times through this pandemic with people saying, Pastor, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what, I just can't get my head clear. I, I, I'm having this issue or that issue. And, and there's like, I don't know what's going on. And so I want you to know that the, what is going on is that we're all dealing with a sense of loss. Some people that have, have actually lost loved ones and are dealing with that. And we do not minimize that loss at all. But there's others that are dealing with things that they don't understand. They've not lost a loved one, but they've lost something. They've lost maybe a job. Maybe they lost, uh, you know, what, what used to be. We're all longing for normal again, right? And, and, and losing that normality, what would used to be. Also losing maybe a dream that they had that they just envisioned their marriage was going to be this way or their, their, that dating relationship was going to be this way. And all of a sudden it's ended. And now that loss of that relationship is, is in their heart. Or maybe it's our high schoolers who, who have not been able to have prom and not been able to have graduation. It's that loss of what they lost. And so everywhere we look, we can see that there's loss all around us. And because of that loss, many of us, all of us at some point or other, I would say, have experienced grief through this, through this process, this pandemic. 
And it's really clear, it's really important to identify what's going on so you will know what's happening. So what I've done is I provided for you the five stages of grief. It's on your outline. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I have that for you. I hope that you will take this outline and that you will not discard it, which I know you never do that anyways. I know that all over your wall somewhere, these outlines are, are pasted somewhere. You have a notebook with all of them in it. I appreciate that. You, there's never one that you've missed. Okay, never mind. If you're watching online, our app is there, and you can actually uh, see these in your app and print those off. But re the reason I want to, to do this and go in such detail is because I wanted you to have these because it's going to help you share with friends and family members who's going to deal with loss as you as well. So there's five stages to grief. I want to share that with you because you may find yourself there. The first stage of grief is denial. It's, it's like, this is not happening to me. That is the first, first stage of grief. The second stage of grief is anger. It's like all of a sudden you realize that it is happening and you can't do anything about it, so you get mad about it. And that frustration, that anger, many times you can be just mad at life or you can take that anger out on other people. And many of you sitting in a room may have someone already take that out on you. you. You felt that. Or you can even be angry at God. And the second one or the third thing I would say is bargaining is, a, is the next uh, phase or stage of of grief, and that is where we begin to bargain with God. We say, you know, well, what if I, if I would have done this, and if I would have done that, and maybe it would have changed this, and then we begin to bargain with God and say, God, if you will fix this and you'll make it right, I will never miss church again in my life. I will never miss giving my tithe, God. I'll read your Bible every day, Lord. I'll, I'll hang it on the uh, rearview mirror of my car. Every, you know, we make all kinds of promises to God trying to bargain. And then the next one is depression. <clears throat> depression is when all those feelings begin to set in and we begin to feel overwhelmed. It can feel like a dark cloud is over us. And, and through depression times, you, you will begin to experience emotions. Some, some of you, you may find yourself just weeping over seemingly nothing. Others of you may not be able to sleep at night. It just may affect your sleep patterns. And through this time of, de of depression, you just again feel this sense of being overwhelmed. And then the last stage of grief is this, is acceptance. You finally accept that you have, you have experienced loss. There's nothing that you can do about it. And in this step of acceptance, we begin to say, okay, I have to take a step forward. I have to begin to take a step. Now, what I want to tell you is this is that we don't, when you've lost a loved one especially, you don't just move on. You cannot just move on. I want to be clear about that. But what you can do is begin to say, I can take a step forward. Amen? And so that's what we want to talk about. And so the, what I want you to lean into today is a statement that's coming up on the screen is this. I want you to lean into it with me. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. It's time to move forward with God. It's time to move forward with God, people. Listen. If we stay where we are, we're going to die. Do you know, do you know that, that if you're not moving forward, the, the natural thing to do is you begin to go backwards in every phase in life. And so right now in this pandemic, we've been still long enough. It's time for us to begin to take some steps forward. And that's what I want to talk to you about. So today, again, I want to talk to you about giving people an opportunity for a better life through Christ, and I hope that you'll receive it so that you can give it, because you can't give something you haven't received. Amen? Amen. So today, as we, as we go into God's Word, and again, 
I love the Bible. You know why? Because God, everything that we experience in life has happened already, and it's in the Scripture. And there is a time, again, I want to take you to a time to where something bad had happened. And that is this, is that Moses, a man who had led God's people out of Egypt, in the, they had been in bondage and slavery, and God led them through the Red Sea. Remember how that, have you ever seen the old movie, Charlton Heston stretching that rod out, that staff out, and the, and the water's parting, right? And the people walked over on dry ground. Wow, what an amazing thing. Then they get into the desert over there. They're living in the desert, and there's no way to get food. And, and Moses prays to God, and God sends down manna from heaven. And Moses is leading these people 40 years in the desert, and they get right to the edge of the promised land, what God has promised them. And right, right when that happens, tragedy strikes. Moses dies. And as Moses dies, the Bible begins to talk about how that they've been mourning for weeks and weeks. They're mourning his death. But they're not just mourning Moses' death because Moses' death represents a death to their dream. They'd been dreaming about going to this promised land. They'd been fighting and they'd been struggling and they'd been saying, okay, we're getting to the promised land. We're close. We're right to the edge. And they knew they were there. But when Moses died, their dreams died. And you know, let me just tell you something. Some of you in this room right now, you're mourning because some of your dreams have died. Some of you, you know, like the dreams that you even had for your children, things haven't turned out the way you thought they would. And it's like there's this picture you had is no longer there. And it's your mourning, you're grieving. And so that's the way they were. They were grieving because their dream of going to the promised land had died. All their hopes of the future, it was like it was on hold. It had died. And so God begins to give them some instructions. And I think these instructions are for us today. Living in 2021, I think if God could speak, if, God, if we would listen, God is speaking this to us today. It says this, the first thing I want to give you, the first point is this, is this, if we're going to do it, we have to stop mourning and start moving with God. Stop mourning and start moving with God. Quit saying about what used to be and let's talk about what will be with God. Amen. Amen. And so as we say this, look what the Bible says. The Bible says this in Joshua 1. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses, my servant is dead now. You and all these people get ready, get ready, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them to the Israelites. So what God was saying was this. God was saying, listen, just because Moses died doesn't mean I died. Did you hear that? Just because, just because, just because something, your dream, something that you had dreamed of, something that this loss has happened in your life, just because that situation died doesn't mean God died. God's still on the throne, everybody. Amen. And, and so we have to, with God, we have to say, okay, God, this has been bad. It hurt. It was painful. And there's a time of mourning, but there comes a time that when you have to take a step forward with God. And so what I want to share with you is this, is that right now I want to challenge SEC. Many of us have suffered physically. Some have suffered financially. Some have uh, suffered emotionally, mentally. All these things, there's been suffering going on. But it's time to quit looking back at what we've lost, and it's time to start thinking about what we got to do to move forward with God. Amen? Time to move forward with God. Now watch this. See, this happened this week. Uh, this week I was uh, 
coming out of our uh, four-year off the office wing we have here. I was coming out of that office, and one of our pastors had been out and, and met one of our senior couples who had pulled up in their car, and they were dropping off their tithe. I do think that's what they were doing. Uh, and, and as I was talking to them, they looked at me, and they said, Pastor, we want you to know we're going to be back soon. I said, oh, that's awesome. They said, we've already got one shot in this arm, and so in two weeks, we're going to get the other shot in this arm, and when we do, Pastor... We're going to be your best greeters again. And so what they were doing was, was taking a step forward. Amen, everybody? Amen. You see, the vaccine was their step forward. And it may be your step forward. And I just want to challenge you, you know, that, listen, I know a lot of people are scared of this vaccine, but let me just remind you, we've had vaccines many times, like polio was stopped because of the vaccine. All right. I just want to say that. All right. Mumps and all these kind of things were stopped because of the vaccine. So anyways, don't send me your emails, everybody. All right. It's okay. You just go what you, what you want to go with. So, but I, I'm saying that was their step back. And, and for you, this step forward or this step forward for you may be right now is a good time to get a job. Do you understand that there's a lot of openings right now? And if you're thinking about a career change, hallelujah, listen, why don't you go apply for a job? Because right now the time to get one. You say, well, well, I'm going to wait till all this is over. If you wait till all this is over, then everybody else is going to be applying and you're going to get overlooked. So go right now. Amen. People need you now. Go. And so maybe your step back is, okay, I'm going to start going back to church. You see, I would challenge you that, that today's a day that you got to make a decision that I got to go back to church. And so, listen, if, you want, if you're watching online and you say, I need to take that step, well, come to our 12 o'clock service. Everybody wears a mask there, and it will make you feel a little more comfortable to take that first step back into church. See, we have to quit mourning. We have to stop mourning and start moving with God again. Amen, everybody? Amen. It's time to move with God. Look what the Bible says. Joshua, it goes on and says this in verse 3, I will give you every place you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon, from the great river to the Euphrates and all the hilltop country, the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Notice this. As I was with Moses, <laughs> let me tell you something. We've been through pandemics before. You know, when the Spanish flu hit, God was there with us in the 1900s, and he's with us right now. Amen? Amen. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit a land I swore to their forefathers to give to them. What was God saying? God was saying, if you're going to move forward, it's going to take courage, everybody. You've got to be strong and be courageous. Let me tell you something. What courage is? Courage, see, some people think, well, a person that's courage is a person that goes into an area where they're, they're there's no danger. No, no, no. Courage is, is being aware of all this, everything that's going on around you and seeing all the fear that's happening. And, and, and courage is saying, okay, I'm going to move ahead in spite of the fear that I feel. I'm going to move ahead in spite of what's going on in my life. I'm going to move ahead in spite of it. See, be strong. See, weak people can't move. But when you're filled with God's power and God's presence in your life, it gives you a confidence to know that he is with me, that he will never leave me nor forsake me, that he'll go with me all the days of my life. And so I can 
get up in the morning and say, I don't have to be afraid. Why? Because God is with me. And I will take that step forward. I'll be a person of courage and say, I may be shaking in my shoes, but I'm still going to take a step with God. Amen? That's what being strong and courageous is. And that's what we have to be now. The world is looking to the church. We can't hide anymore. We can't stay hidden in our houses anymore. We got to come out and be the light to the world. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. And so on the screen, let's say it again together. You ready? Come on. It's time to move forward with God. Everybody at home, let's say it again in the room too. At home as well, let's say it. It's time to move forward with God. Giving people an opportunity for a better life through Christ. And so the second thing I would tell you is that if we're going to do this, is that God lays out a plan and it is to obey God's word for success. If you want to be successful in life, it comes through being obeying God's word. I can tell you it it comes through that. Don't just take my word for it. Look what God says here. God says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Hallelujah. Now you see what he said? Get all the politics out of it. Lord of God. All right. There you go. That's right. No, no, no. This is it, the book, all right? Okay. That you may be successful wherever you go. Don't let this book. (laughs) I got it right here. Don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it when? Day and night. When you get up in the morning, when you have lunch, when you go to eat in the evening to have dinner, when you go to bed at night, it's God's Word. He said, think about it. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. See, it's not enough just to know about it. You got to do it. Oh, see, the promise, the promise does not come to those who know about it. You know, I know what my grandma used to say. Doesn't the Bible say this? Doesn't it say this? You can know about it, but once you put it into practice, it has power in your life. Okay, now watch this. He says, so, be, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And what's that next word? Then, 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 then. That means if you do this, you can expect this, right? If you do this, you can expect this. He said, then you will be prosperous and successful. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, the greatest that you say, Pastor Jeff, what's been, a, what's been a key to your life? God's Word. The only reason that I'm here today is called the God's Word. I'm telling you, it makes you prosperous and successful. Now watch this. What I want you to know is this, is people say, well, what is a successful person? Let me tell you who a successful person is. Your success will not be determined by how much money you make. It will not be determined by your power, your prestige, or any of those things. It will not determine how you look or how good you look or how bad you look. Let me tell you something. Thank God for that because, uh, you know, I don't look the same as I looked when I was 20. Sometimes I think I'm just ugly in a way. Oh, you say, oh, bless his heart. No, you know it's the truth. Look at your driver's license. We all are fading away, amen? But I want you to know, I made a commitment with Rhonda. I said, now listen, if one of us has got ugly away, it's going to be me. We're going to take care of you. That's right. Just a word of advice here. But what I want you to know is God's word. You see, so what is success? Success is this, is that when you've lived your life and then it's your time to leave this world, that you stand before God and he looks at you and says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's success. That's what success is. It's not about your status. It's not about your prestige because we're all going to stand before God. And that's all that matters that he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. And that's what we're living for. 
All right, I got, I got an illustration I want to share with you today that uh, a friend, a, a great friend of mine, uh, Kevin and Lori Walker, sent this to me a while back, and I want to get, to get to share it today. What I have in my hand right here is home plate. If you ever watch a baseball game, ever played sport, this is home plate. And what I want you to know is that home plate is, um, is there for people that are throwing the baseball. They have to get it over home plate. They have to get it over that. And so this plate is 17 inches wide. That's it. It's 17 inches. And so I want you to know that even the little leaguers, you know, the little bitty kids that begin to play baseball, they still, when they begin pitching, they have to get it over this plate. They have to, right? No matter, no matter who their parents are, no matter how wealthy their parents are, no matter what, who has what, it doesn't matter. You've got to get it over the plate. And, you know, then also the high schoolers, right? The high schoolers, when they begin to play baseball, no matter what, they, when they begin to pitch, they have to get it over this plate. It's 17 inches. They have to get it over 17 inches or they can't play. And so they go there from, you know, uh, to college and, you know, they look very good. They look talented. And, and it doesn't matter what you look like or anything. You've got, if, if you can't get the ball over this 17 inches, you can't be the pitcher, right? And so even in college, it's 17 inches. And then they get up to the big leagues, right? I mean, man, they get there and those guys can throw the ball over 100 miles an hour. Isn't that wonderful? But you know what? There's a lot of people that can throw the ball over 100 miles an hour that never make it. You know why? They can't get it over 17 inches, right? They wild, right? They create, they can't do it. They'll knock you out with the ball. They can throw it hard, but they can't get it over the plate. What I'm trying to tell you is, is there's a standard here that does not change. It doesn't matter. It's been a standard a long time and it doesn't matter from your time you're a small child to the time you're adult is that we don't extend a plate for anybody right we say well that person's really good and you know they're really talented and they're a sharp person so they why don't we just extend a plate to 22 inches you know why don't we make it 24 inches why don't we make it 54 inches no we don't move the plate for anybody and what I want to tell you is this is that God's word right here is home plate everybody it's home plate hallelujah it doesn't change for anybody right this is home plate. What I want you to know, what God says about forgiveness is the same for me as it is for you. It has not changed, everybody. What God says about marriage is the same for me and it's the same for you. What God says about adultery is the same for me, it's the same for you. What God says about lying is the same for me and it's the same for you. What God, what God says about cheating is the same for me and it's the same for you. I want you to know that this does not change, everybody. It's home plate. It's home plate. And if you're going to be successful, you're going to be successful. Just like there's 17 inches right here for everybody. I want you to know that this word is right here. And it doesn't change for me no matter how my power, prestige, or prominence. It doesn't matter. Nothing changes God's word. It's the same for everybody. Amen? Hallelujah. Isn't that good, everybody? That's good. So let's say this, this is coming up on the screen. I know this is better than you thought it was going to be. But we haven't even got to the good stuff yet. We're just getting there. Hallelujah. You see, we've been, we've been praying at 6 a.m. You say, what's wrong with that pastor? People have been praying for him. 6 a.m., we've been praying. God's moving. Okay, let's say it. It's on the screen. You ready? It's time to move forward with God. We're talking about giving an opportunity for a better life. So the third thing I would share with you is, is this, is take possession. Take possession of the promise of God. Amen. Notice the word take. 
take possession of the promise of God. And this is God's word to his people. Look what he says. He said, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Notice how many times strong and courageous is there. Do not be terrified. Isn't that a word for today? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. There's another word for today. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get yourselves ready. Okay, that's just phrase, all right? Three days from now, we'll cross the Jordan here to go in, in and what's those next two words? Take possession. Notice that. We, it's not coming to us. We got to go to it. Take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. What I want to tell you is this, is that we have to take possession. We can no longer sit back and say, okay, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. No, waiting is over. And God is looking to us as a people of God, as a church, to begin to take steps to move forward with God. And so what I want you to do is as I've been praying for, the, for this year, the 2021 vision and goals, I want to share them with you. And these are some big goals. And what I want to share you with you over the next few moments is, is life-changing and it's going to be impactful and it's going to change our community. I want you to know over 2021, SEC, well, we will send 2,000 people into our community to do acts of service. We will have 2,000 acts of service in our community. And if you say, Pastor Jeff, how are we going to do that? Because you're going to get in and help me. That's how. Because you're going to go and you're going to invite somebody to come with you. That's how. We're going to do it. We got to do it. And let me tell you something. Next Saturday, we have a serve Saturday here at our church. And everything that we do next Saturday is going to benefit a Haven House, the women that are battered women's shelter. And so I want you to come out if you can. Hey, listen, just check the box on your connection card. Let us know you can come so we can send you some information. The next thing I would share with you is this, is that we are going to grow our church back to over 1,000 people again. Amen. Amen. We're going we're gonna to go back there. We've been, a, we've been a little less than half of that uh, since the pandemic struck, but it's time to move forward. Amen? Amen. It's time for you to begin to invite people again to come to God's house. And so we're going to do that. Now, let me tell you why this is important. This is important because I don't know if you know this or not, but 13-year-olds to 20-year-olds right now, suicide is at an all-time high. Our kids are killing themselves. Because they're so depressed. Why? Because they've been made to be stuck at home. Schools are closed. They can't get out. And they're so depressed. And what I want to tell you is this. Is that what I've discovered, why is church so important? Because the Bible says that when we come together and when we praise God, the Bible says that, that the, when you put on the garment of praise, it removes the spirit of heaviness and depression. And I want you to know that, listen, our schools are closed, but I want to look to everybody. I want to look you right in the eye on that camera and tell you, our church is open. And our kids need it. Our kids need it. We can, listen, we cannot sit by and watch this generation destroy themselves because they're living in a hole by themselves. And let me tell you something, depression is like the silent killer, you know. It's like diabetes. You don't know until it's come full forward. You don't even, you have no idea until something bad's happened. Well, we got to step in right now. Let me just say this to you. Anybody watching in this room, if you're having a struggle right now, I want to talk to somebody. Get it out. We don't think you're crazy. You talk to somebody. 
But let me tell you, we're not going to sit back and let the devil have our kids. We are going to step up in the name of Jesus Christ, and we tell everyone, we are open. We're, we're focused on our children. And I want to look at every... I want to look at every teenager in this room, every young adult can tell you, we need you. I want you, you are important to us. We need you. When the devil comes in and tells you that you're no good and nobody cares, I want you to know that we need you and that we love you and we can't do without you. We've got to have you. I want you, I want you to know that. I want you to know when the devil comes in and tells you it's not worth living. No, this pastor believes you're worth living and God believes and this church believes in you. Don't you listen to that lie. I want you to know you are loved and you are needed. We need you. We need you. You're valuable. We need you. Don't you listen to that lie. We need you. We need you. Your life is valuable. Yes. And it means something. Yes. We need you. Yes. And we're not going to sit back and let the devil have his way. That's why our doors are open. You say, Jeff, is it a little unsafe? Yes, it's a little unsafe. But listen, it's more unsafe to have them there in their rooms and on a computer screen and, and, and taking themselves out of the world. Amen. We're going to have a 1,000 people in our small groups this year. You see, we believe because I am a Christian that I grow by reading God's Word and gathering with God's people. Yes. And you owe it to yourself to get around God's people, not just in this big group and in a small group. Don't expect to get better if you make no effort. You have to take a step forward, everybody. We made a decision this year that we're going to, last year we set a goal of giving $100,000 away. Well, we exceeded that. And we found out that when we give, people live. And we found out that when we open up our wallets and our heart, that God pours his blessings out on us. Amen. You know, the Bible says that when you're a tither, that God opens the windows of heaven. Amen. You know how you prop that window open is you keep giving. Amen. And when you keep giving, God keeps blessing that you can give more. You're not blessed for yourself. God did not bless you just to hoard it all up to yourself. No, God blessed. He wanted you to be a river, not a reservoir. Amen, everybody. And let me tell you something. We, we are here. We believe that when we give, people live. That is not a, that's not just a saying. That's who we are. And I want you to know that we're going to give. And this year, we're going to give $150,000 submission locally and globally. Amen. We're going to believe God for that. And let me tell you, we're not stopping there. Let me tell you something. You know, over the last year, over the last year, our, our volunteers have worked with our students uh, as we haven't had a student pastor. And I want you to know it's time to take a step of faith. And we're going to take a step of faith and we're going to step out and we're going to hire another student pastor this year. Everybody says, well, it, you know, it's, it's not the right time to do that. No, it's not the right time to do it. It's by faith we're going to take a step. Amen, everybody. And you know what? I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm committed to giving whatever I got to give that our kids can live. I want to tell you something. If it wasn't for a youth group and a youth pastor, I wouldn't be standing here today. And if it wasn't for a youth group, many of you wouldn't be here today. Amen. And so we've got to step up and step out and say, God, we'll pay whatever it costs to, to get our, make sure our kids have what they need. We're not going to leave you behind. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that we're going we're to do everything we can to be there, to be there for you. I want you to know that we love you and that we're going to put our money where our mouth is and we're going to say we're going to serve the people of God by serving the next generation. Amen. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I don't care. I don't care if this, this is this, just ticking the devil off. You know that, right? 
Because everybody, he wants us to be scared. Oh, we can't do anything right now. No, now's the time to move. We've got to move. We've got to move. We've got to move. We've got to move with God. So we're going to do it. And the way we're going to do it is because we're going to have 200 people go through growth track. 200 people. That's a huge goal. But I want to talk, I want to, talk to your pastors. A man, if you've been around, I think you know I love you. But listen, we can't do it without you. Listen to me. Everything that I've said to you before will not happen until we get more people on the team. You say, Pastor, why, what is Growth Track all about? Growth Track is about helping you get involved and make this vision happen. You see, Growth Track, Growth Track is about helping people get their lives on track. And you, what is Growth Track about? It's about becoming a member of the church so that you can get on the team. You say, well, why does my name need to be on a roll? I can do that. Let me tell you something. Every team that I know has a roster. Every team I know has a roster. You know what that roster says? You can count on me. If your name's not on the roll, we don't know that we can count on you. I need some people to say, Pastor, I'm going to go with you. And you can count on me. I'm signing up. I'm going to put my name on the bottom, on the dotted line. It means everything. Haggai 289. When this pandemic struck, I told you this before. About three weeks in, I thought it was going to be a three-week kind of thing. It'd be over. You know, we'd be done with this. I'm like, oh, we're moving on. It didn't happen that way. And I want to tell you, I was so depressed myself. Yeah, I mean, my whole world was rocked. Coming in, on a, coming in and trying to preach to a camera with nobody in the room. And I was so down. But I got into God's Word and I began to read His Word. And Haggai, I come across this passage and God spoke to me. And I want to speak it to you. Look what He said. He said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of heaven's army. Look at this next part. The future glory of this temple, of this house, will be greater than the past glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God better days ahead of us and not behind us? Do you believe that? I want, you to, I want you to know for your life, I want you to know that the best day of your life is ahead of you. It's not behind you, amen? Because I want to be like Caleb when they took the land. He was 80 years old. He said, Lord, give me that mountain at 80. I'll take it. I'll go. And that's what God is asking us. This week, I took my father to the hospital and he had to have surgery. He's a bad diabetic. He had to have another toe removed. It's horrible. My dad can barely see, and, and he can, can barely hear, and he's very, very, his mobility is very limited. And I, after that surgery was done, and my dad was there, you know, I was with him. I was the only one that could go because couldn't but one person go, and I'd already had COVID, so there was no risk with me. And so I went there, and my dad, was, as he was recovering, come out of recovery, he's laying in that bed. He said, son, I want you to know something. I said, what's that, Dad? I believe there's a better day for me here on this earth. He said, I believe. He said, son, every day when I wake up and my eyes open up and I can't see that good, but I believe that one day I'm going to open up and my eyes are going to be clear and I'm going to see everything that's around me. You see what, what's kept my, I'm like, Dad, what's kept you alive? 
because by looking at everything, he should have been gone by now. The only thing he's kept my dad alive is I hope every day he wakes up looking that God's going to show up today. And I'm telling you, the only way the church stays alive is we wake up every day and we say, God, you're there today. I believe you're going to move today. I believe you're going to change this today. I believe today is the day every day. Listen, what I've laid out before you today is not going to be easy. It's not for the weak. There's going to be days that we're going to go through and it's going to look like nothing's happened. It's going to look like we're going backwards instead of forwards. But in those days, we commit to hang on to the vision of God. Amen. We will not give up. The promised land is just inside. Amen. Our children, the, the children that the devil looked like the devil's got his hand off, he's going to release them in the name of Jesus. Our sons and daughters are going to come home and we are going to stand with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen. I'm going on this journey this year. I'm going on the journey, and I want to ask you, will you go with me? Will you go with me? Will you go on the journey with me? Will you take the journey with me? If you're in this room today, and you say, Pastor Jeff, I want to go on the journey with you. I want you to just stand on your feet, and let's just watch what God will do. Come on, will you go with me, everybody? Will you go with me? I want to pray over you. I'm praying an anointing over you as you take your step forward. And then we're gonna sing this song that's gonna move, I'm telling you that God's gonna move in you like a mighty rushing river. The best, I wanna look everybody in the eye, I wanna look at, look at me, look at me. Your best is ahead. I, I want you to, your best is ahead. I want everybody, your best is ahead. Your best days are ahead. It's not behind you, your best days are ahead of you, amen? amen. Father, right now in the name of your son Jesus, we gotta have you. God, you've called us to be Christians that move forward. You've not called us to be still. You've called us to move forward, Lord, to conquer. And Lord, I come to you right now, and I'm asking that your anointing rest on this auditorium, on these people, and those that are watching online right now. I pray that your Holy Spirit's power will move in them. And God, that we receive the reign of Christ Jesus, your Holy Spirit, that we may move and that we may, oh God, fulfill everything that you want us to do. And that God, when we look back from a year from now, we're going to say, well, look what God has done. And we thank you. We receive your reign. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.